finishing up our, uh, our Get Dirty series tonight. And I'm really excited, guys. I feel like God's really given a, a good word tonight. I think it's a great that we're gonna, what we're going to look at tonight and what we can view. So if you guys can, I think we're going to be just a little bit more serious tonight. You guys think you can handle that? Yeah. You guys think you can handle that? Yeah? Okay. Well, we're going to have to because I promise you it's a good word, all right? So hey, real quick, let's, let's bow our heads. Let's say a quick word of prayer for tonight. So, dear God, we thank you for these students that are here, God. We thank you for the word that you've brought to us. God, I ask that you just take tonight's message and you just uh, just allow these students to absorb it, to retain it, to use it, God, that it stays in their hearts and that as they continue to go on this week and they go on the rest of this year, God, that they use this word. In your name we pray. Amen. So, all right, so we're going to talk tonight, one more night, about getting dirty. And, you know, it's been great kind of looking at uh, things about getting dirty because when I thought to myself this series, a lot of my most memorable moments uh, in youth ministry, we've done something where we're getting dirty or getting nasty. Like, think about it. We do paintball every year. Okay. Last year, last year we did, uh, we did one in the, in the spring where uh, one of our students got shot about two feet away by somebody that had no idea how to use a gun. Um, and so it's a memorable moment. It's fun. Uh, she had no idea what was going on. She took the gun and was just spraying it around. She's like, how do I use this thing? And like safety was off. I mean, it was like in our faces, masks weren't on. I was just waiting for somebody to lose an eye from a paintball. That's always a great way for me to go home and tell one of your parents, hey, so what happened to my kid's eye? They got shot in the eye, no mask, like two feet away. I'm sorry. But hey, they still got one. They went home with one more, so they're still good to go. Okay. So, but my most memorable moments, a lot of those things are from that fun times that we had. So we looked this month at getting dirty and what it means to get dirty and what it is to be important. So when we looked at it over these past few weeks, what we came to the conclusion is getting dirty, it really is, is how we follow Christ. Okay? If we're going to follow Christ, we got to get dirty. If we're going to be his followers, if we're going to do what he, that he asks us, what he commands us to do, sometimes that means we got to get dirty. We've we got to end up living our lives at some point. We've got to give up our safe and clean lives for something that sometimes is a little bit riskier and is a little bit dirtier. We have to live our lives this way because if we're going to do what he commands us to do, we've got to get in the game. We've got to get out there. We've got to get our hands nasty. We can't just sit there quietly on the sidelines. And so what we also discuss with that is that sometimes getting dirty is something that we have to do because we're made to be different, right? Like if we're believers, if we're believers of Christ, we're different. We're not going to be like society. We're not going to be like culture. We're not going to be uh, what the world wants us to be. We're going to be something that's totally different. So if we're going to do that, if that involves getting dirty, that involves being different. And sometimes getting dirty means that we have to do what's called serving. And we have to end up serving others where we put others before ourselves or we think of others first. We don't just think internally or think of who we are. And if you kind of look back at all the different stories that we talked about over these past few weeks, Each of these stories at some point, I mean, they're amazing. Like Jesus did miracles. Jesus had great speeches. He went over all these amazing things. But at the base of every one of the stories that we looked at, Jesus essentially is serving someone. Jesus is giving of himself to someone. Jesus is is going out of his way to serve someone else. And so tonight, what I want to do is really break down that what it means to serve and break down how serving can mean getting dirty. And so what I have is I have two questions for you that I want you to write down. And we're going to look at these questions tonight. First question that I have for you is why is serving so important? Why is serving so important? I want you if you got your notes, if you got those, I want you to write that down because we're going to answer that one. And then the second question we're going to look at is how in the world does serving relate to getting dirty? Adam, how can I serve? And get, like when I think of serving, like I'm doing something at the church, like playing in worship or doing media or greeting somebody or in a, a meeting or helping set things up. Like that's my mind. How in the world is, is getting dirty relate to serving? 
And so what I want to do is just let me answer that first one for you real quick. We can answer that first question easily. If you want, I want you to go ahead. If you have your Bibles with you or if you want to write down your notes, I want you to write down Matthew chapter 20, verse 28. Matthew chapter 20, verse 28. This is going to answer our first question. Here's what it says. It says, in the same way, the son of man did not come to be served, period. It says he came to serve others and to give his life as ransom for many people. Now, if you guys look at that verse just real quick, if they want you to leave it up there. If you guys look, it says the son of man did not come to be served, period. All right. There's a period there. That period is important because what it shows is, is that that Jesus says, hey, I did not come to this earth for you to serve me. Done. Period. There's nothing else. That little bitty dot, that period speaks amazing measures, because what it says is, is this is not what I'm here for. I'm not for you to serve me. Okay, I'm not. That's not what I've come here to do. And so when we read that, that period holds power to it because Jesus says, look, this is what I'm here for. Okay, I'm here to serve others. I'm here to give my life for others. I'm not here to have other people wait on me hand and foot. I'm not here to be served by others. So that period alone shows importance in serving. That period alone shows the importance of getting dirty and what it means to serve and the importance that comes along with serving. So tonight, I want to explore that. I want to explore that importance of serving. I want to explore what that is. And so if you got your notes, also what I want you to write down tonight's Tonight's message, what I entitled it, which if you guys follow on Twitter, it's one of my favorite things to do is to come up with your message title, is I said that serving means getting dirty. Serving means getting dirty. And so when we serve, if you, if you truly serve, all right, if, you truly do, if you truly do serve, I promise you what it is, is it's going to give a life to you that you came and described. It's going to give you feelings. It's going to do things in your own life that you had no idea could happen. You're going to see other people's lives change. You're going to have, you're going to feel when you see these things and you know you had a hand in it, that you're making a difference in someone else's life. You know, as I was writing this message, I was trying to think through times that I served and what it meant to serve. See, when I was your age and I was in our student ministry, serving really wasn't wasn't a big thing, okay? We didn't really make messages about it. We didn't really talk about it. It was just kind of expected, okay? It was expected of me because I was a preacher's kid, hands down. Like, I was expected to be at church, okay? First, also, you guys know I'm loud, sometimes annoying, sometimes I'm just outrageous. Like, people know when I'm in the room. So if I'm not there, people notice. I had to be there, okay? I had to be at everything we did. It wasn't that I was serving because I wanted to. It was because I was serving because I was told to, okay? Serving wasn't a big deal back then. And so when we did this, and I was thinking through our youth ministry and the stuff we did, I thought back to my senior year in high school. We took a mission trip, and we went out to Thailand. And so when we went to Thailand, it was this 10-day trip. We took about 40 or 50 students with us. And what we did is about every, there was 10 students to a group. We had about four or five different groups. And in these groups, what we ended up doing is we went to different places all around Thailand. And my group had the At the time, I was thinking the unfortunate ability to go live in a jungle for a week, okay? We were going to go live in this jungle, I mean like hardcore in the middle of nowhere. I'm talking the only building in the entire village that even had a floor in it was a school that was built by missionaries that had been there before us. Every other house, hut, whatever you wanted to call it, had nothing but dirt floors, okay? this I mean, we're talking like if this is like Alabama, we're talking like Podunk, Thailand, okay? I mean, we're out in the middle of nowhere, no running water, no nothing, okay? So we're out in this village. In this village, every night you went to sleep, all you could hear was nature. Like you heard when the cheetah or the lion or whatever was out there caught its prey. 
Like you'd hear like the, you'd hear like a bird chirping, and the next thing you know, you just hear some giant like animal like, and then you're like, and somebody dies. Okay, an animal somewhere, and we're laying in the jaw. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, how do I know this is not going to be me, that I'm next? And that's all you listen to all night long while sleeping on a dirt floor, okay? Like, we were, we were roughing it. We were out there in the middle of nowhere. We were roughing it so bad that the only place that there actually was some bit of running water was they had one little spigot right outside the school, and somehow somebody, not naming any names, accidentally broke it and found out that if you took the top off of it, water geysered out of the top, and we were supposed to not have a shower for like a week, so the only way that we could shower is all the guys would stand around with towels in a circle and make this little box, and we just stand under the water that fell, and we just wash off all the stuff we had. So we're out there, like, roughing it. I mean, just in the middle of nowhere roughing it. But the whole point for us to be there was to do nothing but, but, but build this church. We were building some, some houses for some of the village people, and we were also out there just to kind of build this big church that had already been started. We were going to finish it. We were going to try and somehow get running water to the building. And so we're doing this out there, and as we're doing this the whole time, you have to think, like, we're serving this community. We're serving this, this village. Now, we're sitting here as teenagers in high school just complaining because I have to take a shower from a water spigot that we accidentally broke and that we have to listen to animals be eaten every single night and just wonder if we're the next one on the menu. But as we're doing this, and I'm thinking to myself, like, we're serving. Like, we're spending this. And what it was is that we're not focusing on ourselves, okay? So when we were in this village, we really needed to think about the fact that we're not serving ourselves. We're serving other people, we're serving people that, that, would, that can't do it. They can't do it themselves. They have no idea who Christ is. Half of them probably have no idea what we're talking about. Like half of them probably made fun of me in, in their language when I tried to talk with them, like uh, using their language that I had been taught. They probably had no idea what I was saying. And probably when I'm thinking like, oh, they understand what I'm saying. They're just no, nothing but making fun of who we are. But as we're doing this, we're serving this community. We're serving, we're serving these people. We didn't see these people again. We never talked to them anymore. We didn't write them letters. We didn't do any of this stuff. Simply what we did is we gave of ourselves to serve and serve a community that needed it, to serve a community that had a need. And so when I thought about this, the first thing that came to my mind is when we look at serving, what it means to get dirty is the first thing that you have to understand about serving is that serving is not self-serving. Serving is not self-serving. Okay, when we say that, what it means is, guys, it's not about serving ourselves, right? Like, it's not about serving who we are. We don't serve to fulfill our own needs. We don't serve to, to make ourselves happy. When we serve, we're commanded to serve. Because think about it. If Jesus didn't come to this earth to be served, he came to serve, why would we not want to be like that? Why would we not want to be like Jesus to do the exact same thing? Why would we want to serve ourselves and the needs for who we are? And you know, the hard part is that sometimes in these moments that we serve, sometimes you may not have the heart to. Sometimes you may have had a bad day. Sometimes you may not have wanted to do it. Sometimes you may have had something happen at school or with your family or, or in a relationship. And you're like, great, I got to go to church tonight and I got to serve and I'm not in the mood to. But see, that's where the enemy attacks us. That's where the enemy tries to take away that desire to serve others and that desire to do those things. And so when we look about this, what I want you guys to do is go ahead and turn with me to Matthew chapter 14. And we're going to spend a little bit of time tonight in Matthew chapter 14. Now, what's going on? In this chapter, in Matthew chapter 14, is Jesus has gotten some news. Okay, Jesus has gotten some news about one of his best friends. John the Baptist is one of his closest friends. John the Baptist is the man that actually baptized Jesus. He's close to him, loves this man. He gets news that, that John the Baptist has been killed. John the Baptist has been murdered, essentially. The king wanted John the Baptist killed, had it commanded, had it done, told him that he wanted John the Baptist's head on a platter. 
wanted it served on a platter in his court and wanted him murdered. So this happens. Jesus gets wind of this. The man that, that he loved, the man that he's close to, the man that actually baptized him, he gets wind of all this. So obviously you have to think to yourself that if there's ever a time in Jesus' life that he doesn't want to serve, this has to be it. Like if Jesus ever had a time that he doesn't want to do anything for other people, if he doesn't want to serve other people, you have to think in your mind like, hey, this has got to be it. Imagine if something like this happened to you. You lost one of your best friends. Would the first thing on your mind be, hey, I got I to I gotta serve people? I got to be at church tonight. I got to do these things. Would that be the first thing that came to your mind when something tragic like this happens? But for Jesus, this is where he is. What you have to remember is that the enemy uses our emotions and uses our feelings to keep us from doing those things because he knows when we serve, we change lives. When we serve, we do things for people that that maybe have never been served before. When we serve, we can change someone's outlook, change for what's going on for them. And so the enemy uses that. The enemy uses our bad days. Like, for instance, I'll tell you guys, this past week, um, you guys know that I say things without thinking a lot of times. And I say things that I don't think about. Well, last week I did it. Okay. And last week I did it inside of a meeting that I shouldn't have. We had a whole bunch of stuff going on with programming and all these things. And we're in a meeting. And so I kind of get edged by somebody to tell me that, hey, why don't you speak up? Why don't you speak up? So those of you that know me know that sometimes I'll do it and I'll say things that I really shouldn't say. Well, that's exactly what I did in this meeting. I said something that I shouldn't have said. I, I called out some people that I probably shouldn't have called out, some people that are way above my own pay grade. And so what ends up happening is I get an email the next day that I have a meeting, that I have a meeting that I have to attend. Well, I have a meeting the day before I'm supposed to be here to preach to you guys. And so I'm freaking out like, I'm oh, that's great, like I'm getting fired like, I just, I, I said the wrong thing. Like, I don't know what I was thinking. Like, I should have just kept my mouth shut the whole time. And I have to sit in a meeting. And guys, when I tell you I have to sit in a meeting, I'm sitting in a meeting with my CEO and my COO. If you guys don't know what that is, that's the people that run your entire company. Okay, that's your big dogs. So I'm sitting up there with them, and I go through this entire meeting, and I survived. I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't get fired. I didn't have all these things happen. But it plagued on me all day long, and it plagued on me all Wednesday long. And I'm thinking in my mind, like, how in the world do I come tonight and teach to these students? How in the world do I come tonight and preach to them? Like, I'm not in the mood. Like, I got all this stuff going on. But in the back of my mind, what I kept thinking is, guys, this is the enemy. The enemy's trying to use what it is. Like, I, the enemy's trying to use my bad day. The enemy's trying to keep me from serving. The enemy's trying to keep me from, from coming here and speaking to you guys. The enemy's sitting here and saying, like, yeah, there's going to be that student that's there, that's there that, that last Wednesday night that needs to hear that. There's a student there that, that's struggling with this. So there's a student there that needs to take a risk, that needs to do that. But if I have your mind focused on something else, if I have your mind changed, you won't preach well. And you won't speak well. And you won't do these things. So if I can pull you away from it, I will if I can. And so that's what happens a lot of time with our emotions when it comes to serving. We have bad days. We all have bad days. But the enemy tries to use that to change our minds and change our thinking, change our outlook. And we never know that that one bad day that we have could change someone else's. could be another bad day for someone else. And so if you guys look real quick back to Matthew chapter 14, we're going to actually jump into verse 14. And what you're going to see is, is Jesus. After Jesus finds this news, What's been happening is that all these people are listening to Jesus. And you guys know, we've talked about it before, and Jesus starts speaking like people come in droves. Like people want to come and listen, like thousands upon thousands of people want to come and listen to what Jesus has to say. So Jesus has this news. You got to think for him, it might be one of the, the worst days that he's had lately. His best friend's gone. His best friend's been killed. And so all these people come, and he's seeing all this that's going on. And in verse, verse 14, here's what it says. is when he arrived, when Jesus arrived, he saw... A great crowd waiting. 
He felt sorry for them and healed those that were sick. So when you read that verse, you kind of have to think to yourself, like, you felt sorry for them? Like, Jesus, you're having one of your worst days. How in the world do you feel, feel sorry for somebody else? Like, yeah, they're sick, they need healing, they need these things. But how in the world is that even on your mind? How is that even what you're considering? How is that even what you're thinking about? Right now, your friend's gone. Like, he's not coming back. And you're thinking about all these people that are going on, all these people that, that have a need in their life. You're thinking about them first instead of sometimes putting your own self first. See, Jesus understood, guys, that serving means we don't fulfill our own needs. That sometimes serving means that we put our needs aside, that when we serve, we put other people's needs above us. You know, I heard somebody tell it to me one time that when it comes to being a leader and when you're going to be the leader of somebody or you, you want to be a leader in your student ministry or a leader in your school, whatever it is, that when you're a leader, it's not about titles. It's not about job descriptions. What it means to be a leader, what it means to be a leader to serving others is that when you see a need in your student ministry, or you see a need somewhere in your school or whatever it is, when you see a need somewhere, you fill it. And you do it, no questions asked. That's what a leader is. That's what Jesus was portraying, that it doesn't matter what's going on. It doesn't matter what it is. There's people here that are, that are sick, that need healing, and that's exactly what I'm going to do. And that's what Jesus was saying. And so what we're going to see in the next couple of verses is that Jesus continues to serve people. Jesus continues to have a bad day, and he continues to see a need and he continues to fill it. So verse 15, here's what it says. It says, when it was evening, his followers came to him and said, no one lives in this place and it is already late. Send the people away so we can go to the towns and buy food for themselves. So Jesus answered, they don't need to go away. You give them something to eat. Then they said, but we only have five loaves of bread and two fish. Jesus said, bring the bread and fish to me. Then he told the people to sit down on the grass. He took five loaves of bread, two fish, looking to heaven. Thank God for the food. Jesus divided the bread and gave it to his followers who gave it to the people. All the people ate and were satisfied. Then the followers filled 12 baskets with leftover pieces of food. You know, if you keep reading in Scripture, it actually says in in some translations that there was over 5,000 men there. That's not even counting women and children. That's just counting the men. Jesus saw a need and he filled it. Jesus said, don't send them away to buy their own food. Let, let us do it. Let's serve these people. Let's love on these people. Let's give them what they need. But Jesus, you're having a bad day. Jesus, how can you do that? How can you, how can you, how can you put these people first? In Jesus' mind, he's because I didn't come here to be served. I came here to serve. And that's what Jesus was portraying out. And you know, sometimes when we serve, we get this feeling that we're doing it for a prize. Like, if I'm going to serve, like, I need that feel good, that feel good, like, deep down in your chest. You know, like, when you do something good, you want everybody to know about it. It's, like, right down in here. You're like, yeah, I did that. I had a hand in that. I had a piece in that. Sometimes when we serve, it's like that's what we're looking for. We're looking for that feel good right down in the gut of our stomach, or we're looking for that, that praise. We're looking for somebody to, to post a picture of it on, on, on Facebook or Instagram to say, hey, this person did this, so this person did that. Like We enjoy the prize of serving. We enjoyed being called out. That Sometimes we even say, hey, I hope I make it somewhere on, on, the, on the student page or, or the, the, the church page because I did this. We look for a prize instead of looking for just doing it to serve others. And so when you think about this, the second thing that I came to is that serving is not about the reward. Serving is not about the reward. 
Luke chapter 6, verse 35, it says, But love your enemies and do good to them, and lead them when hoping to get nothing back. Then you will have a great reward, and you will be children of the Most High God, because He is kind even to people who are ungrateful and full of sin. So when you read that verse, what that verse is telling us is that, guys, our reward is the act of serving. Our reward is watching the people's expression when we serve them. Our reward should be watching how people's lives change. Our reward should be the, uh, what we do for them, the impression that we have on these people. That's where our reward should be. It shouldn't be in, in somebody praising us or, or a picture post or somebody putting us in front of everybody and say, oh, you did this and you did that. That's not where it is. It even says in Scripture that, guys, our reward should just be serving other people. And so, guys, sometimes that means serving people that's not going to love us back. That means serving people we may never, ever see again. That means giving people things that we may never see again the rest of our life. That's where serving is. It's about the impression that we make. It's about the impact that we make when we serve. Guys, one thing you always want to remember is if you're serving to be served, you're serving for the wrong reasons. If you're serving to, to fulfill a need, if you're serving to fulfill what makes you feel good inside, that makes you be in front of other people, you're serving for the wrong reasons. We're not supposed to serve to, to do those. It's not supposed to be a selfish desire. It's supposed to be about others. It's about serving others and what's important. Sometimes it can be tough. It can be tough to fulfill our own needs and desires. You know, when I first started preaching, honestly, in the back of my mind, the only thing I could ever think about was, was filling this room with kids. You know, that's the only thing that was in the back of my mind. That was a selfish desire because that's all I want. I'm like, oh, I, I'm judged by my numbers. I'm judged by how many people are here. And, and that's what I want. Like, I just want to fill this room. I just want kids in here. And I even thought to myself, because you guys know me and you know, I like to be in front of people. You know, I like to be the center of attention. That's always been my personality. It's a downfall of mine. But that was why at first that's like, oh, man, I get to be the one with a mic. I get to be the one up front. That's what I get to do. And I had that mindset, even as your student pastor, I had a mindset like that when I first started out, that that's what it was for. That's what it was all about. It wasn't the fact that I'm serving just to serve, that I'm just here to change lives, that I'm here just to, to make an impact, that I'm here to tell you guys that you matter, that I'm here to, to tell you that I don't care what people say about your generation. I don't care how people judge you. I don't care what people say about what you do with your lives, but to tell you that you matter and that you're going to make a difference in what happens today. And that's where my desire had to be because ultimately, guys, at the end of the day, the third thing is that serving, serving is about being Christ-like. That's what serving is. That's what, that's what serving means. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 10 says, God is fair. He will not forget the work you did and love you showed for him by helping his people. And he will remember that you are still helping them. See, guys, when you serve, it's a way to emulate Christ. It's a way to, to be like Christ. It's a way to be like him. Guys, our works don't go unnoticed. When you give of yourself, you give of your time, guys, God honors that. If you give up a Sunday afternoon to, to do nothing but planning, or you, get, you give up a, a couple hours to, to get here early to set up things for a, for, a, for a student night or a takeover night, or you give up these things just to do a small group weekly, Guys, God honors that. God's going to honor what happens in your life. God honors what he calls us to do. And so tonight, I want to go ahead and just invite our band up. And as they come up, what I want you guys to do for me is I want you to look at Luke chapter 5. This is where we're going to end tonight, is Luke chapter 5. So Luke chapter 5, what we find in 
is there's a man named Simon, okay? He's a fisherman. And so Simon is doing nothing but he's cleaning his nets and getting them prepared. And they spent all day fishing. They hadn't been able to find anything. They hadn't been able to catch anything, find anything. So Simon has his boat right off the shore. Well, Jesus has spent his day teaching. And just like I told you, there's just flocks and flocks of people that come when Jesus is teaching. So what ends up happening is that there's so many people that have come just to hear what Jesus, he's kind of getting, getting overcrowded. You know, when you have too many people inside of your bubble, that's what was going on with Jesus. And so Jesus is looking for a way to kind of get these people off of him just a little, little bit so he can continue teaching. So what he does is he, he sees Simon. He asks him, hey, can I use your boat? Can you pull me out? So Simon agrees, lets Jesus use his boat, gets off the shore so Jesus can, can finish preaching. And so while Jesus is doing this, what we're going to see here in Luke chapter 5 is at the end of, end of the preaching, Jesus just randomly tells Simon, hey, you should go cast your nets over there. See, Jesus didn't know, <coughs> Jesus didn't know at the time that Simon and his men had been able to catch anything. Jesus didn't know that they had been struggling all day trying to find fish, but he's instructs Simon. You have to think Simon's going to think Jesus is crazy. Like, okay, this preacher man is telling me that I'm just supposed to randomly throw my nets out somewhere. Like, he's a carpenter. How in the world does he know how to catch fish? How in the world does he know where the fish are? How am I supposed to listen to this man? And here's what happens. Luke chapter 5, verse 4, it says, When Jesus finished speaking, he said to Simon, Take the boat into the deep water and put your nets in the water to catch some fish. Simon answered, Master, we worked hard all night to try and catch fish, and we caught nothing. But if you say to put your nets in the water, so I will. When the fishermen did as Jesus told them, they caught so many fish that the nets began to break. They called to their partners in the other boats to come help. They filled their boats with so much that it almost began to sink. When Simon Peter saw what happened, he bowed down before Jesus and said to him, Go away from me, Lord. I am a, I'm a sinful man. And so what this story shows is that, guys, we're sinful. We're not perfect. We're not clean. But when we do what Jesus asks, when we listen to what he commands, guys, God honors us. Simon did a simple task of Jesus said, hey, throw your nets over there. Simon, probably thinking Jesus is extremely crazy, does it. And is blown away that they have caught so much. That just shows you guys that when you listen to God, he will honor you beyond your means. When you listen to God, he will make sure that your cup overflows, that your boat is overflowed with so many things. Because you trusted and listened to what Jesus said. Guys, you have to think is that sometimes serving means that we're being faithful. Jesus calls us to serve. If, we, if we're here to be Christ-like, if we're here to be like Christ, if he didn't come to serve, then we need to serve. And you have to think, guys, you never know. You can spend your days standing behind in front of Central. You can spend your days doing nothing but handing out a a connect card when you walk in you can spend your days doing media you can spend your days doing worship and you have no idea where it's going to lead to you have no idea if one day handing out a connect card is going to lead to you standing right here and doing exactly what I'm doing because you chose to be faithful and you chose to trust God and do what he calls you to do and listen to him God's going to honor that and so what I want you guys to do just real quick is look down in verse 10 of Luke chapter 5 and I want you to underline this because this is where we're going to end tonight Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. 
for now you will fish for people. When Jesus said that to him, he's saying, hey, when you serve others, you'll bring them to me. You're going to fish for other people. You're going to bring them to me. You're going to bring people to know Christ. You're going to bring people to know the love that I have. And that's exactly what each and every one of you have the opportunity to do. When you serve, God, this is the way to bring people to Christ. That's why we pushed you so much. Bring somebody with you. Bring a friend. Teach them what you know. Show them what you know. Bring them on a Wednesday night. Show them what, what they're missing out on. Did you guys know that's the way to serve? You don't have to stand on a platform. You don't have to hand out a card all the time. You can serve by bringing people. Because you're still serving Christ. You're still bringing people in. Because what's going to happen is when you emulate Christ, when you bring them in and they, they see you serving, they see the smile on your face, they see what Jesus is doing in your life, guess what's going to happen with your friends? They're going to do the exact same thing. And they're going to start bringing people. And they're going to start having people come in. And they say, hey, come stay with me. Come meet my God. Guys, that's a way for you to serve because remember, we need to be Christ-like. Serving is a way for us to get dirty. Serving is a way to be risky. Serving is a way to do all these things. And just like we've looked at all month long, guys, when we have a relationship with Christ, we have to get dirty. It means we don't let our past keep us from serving. It means we don't let risk keep us from serving. And it means that we don't let, let anything keep us from doing that, that we need to serve others. And so tonight I want you guys to, to bow your head and close your eyes with me. <clears throat> with all heads bowed and all eyes closed. Guys, I want you just to listen to the band. Just, guys, just spend a moment with God. Just spend a moment reviewing your own life. Just spend a moment. Just spend a moment reviewing like... Do I give of myself to others? Guys, think to yourself about serving. Think to yourself about taking risks. Think to yourself that you're not going to allow your past to, to keep you from God, to keep you from sharing your relationship with others. Guys, you know when... Guys, when it comes to serving... with a relationship with God. Maybe you walk in here tonight and you're questioning your relationship with God. Maybe you walk in here tonight and you, you question your relationship with God because of things that have gone on in your own life. Mistakes you've made. Things that you consider unfair. Just like, how does this happen? Guys, that's what faith is about. Faith is sometimes just not understanding but trusting that that God's going to honor what you do. Guys, God's going to honor a relationship with Him. It's what, what God wants. It's what He seeks. It's what He longs for. If you walked in here tonight with doubt on your mind, with questions, with no relationship at all, don't leave here without changing that. Don't leave here without seeking out that relationship. Don't leave here without, without changing it tonight. Guys, there's no, there's no secret prayer. 
There's nothing special you got to do, guys. It's just, it's just looking to God and saying, hey, I'm, I'm here. My heart's open. God, I need a relationship with you. God, I haven't had a relationship with you. God, I've never had a relationship with you, but I'm ready to change that tonight. If you're ready to change that, if you're ready to make that choice, I challenge you. Nobody's looking. All heads are, heads are bowed. All eyes are closed. I challenge you guys. Just slip your hand up and say, Adam, that's me. I'm ready to, to make a change with my life. That's awesome, guys. I see your hand. I see those. Just say, you know what, God? I'm, I'm ready to give of myself. I'm ready to seek that relationship with you. God, I thank you for this room full of students tonight, God. Thank you for students that are, guys that are, that are, that are willing to get dirty for you, God, because that's what it takes. You showed us in Scripture that, that your son lived his life dirty. That your son spent his life doing what had to be done. That your son spent his life changing lives. Serving others. And God, I ask that you just use that tonight. Use that to lay on the heart of a of a student somewhere in this room, God, that they know, hey, that's me. I just God, I want to serve others. God, we thank you for, for everything that you do in our lives. Because we know we don't deserve it. God, we thank you for the lives that you're changing every day. God, we thank you for everything that you have planned for us. In your holy name, pray.